Hello everyone, uh, welcome to All Blaze My Glory, the podcast. Um, I'm doing a pre-recorded message um, prior to this uh, edition of the podcast with you and McKee. Firstly, just to tell you all, there's a wee bit of swearing in it, I do apologise. Um, it's just excitable swearing, nothing too offensive, but you know, if you're of a weak disposition in that regard, then um, maybe this is one you can skip past. Uh, the second thing is um, just to quickly t- ask you guys for a favour. Um, I know a lot of podcasts ask you to buy them a coffee and podcasts have ads and stuff. I I can't get ads on mine, which is a good thing. Um, And um, I did set up a buy me a coffee, but I've decided to forgo asking you to help me out in that way. Um, And I would ask that if you maybe look on my Twitter, at All Blaze No Glory, um, I do have a raffle set up for my women's ice hockey team um, and you get the chance to win a custom jersey from them. Um, this year we've brought in a lot of beginners, a lot of new girls, um, we've increased participation in hockey and we are hoping to go to the BIHA Nationals which is just a great experience for experienced and non-experienced hockey players. Um, problem is it's quite expensive, cost of fuel and everything's going up um, and we've also got double entry fees because of the extra bodies we've got. So what I'm asking is if you could go in and buy a raffle ticket even if you would have just donated a fiver. Um, you have the chance to win something, uh, and if so, if you could go in and do that, great. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Blaze No Glory, the podcast. Um, I'm joined today with a very special guest, a Perth legend, if you will, uh, Ewan McKee. How are you doing, Ewan? <laughs> You've surprised me with that fucking intro, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. Well, it's it's been thirty seconds of it when I first swear to the podcast, but but never mind, folks. Um, <laughs> so Ewan's uh, here. Um, to talk to us uh, today, well, to chat about um, combat sports and, and uh, what he likes about them, uh, things he's excited um, for coming up and that sort of thing. So um, first and foremost, June, I, I, I've spoken to you a few times recently or, or I follow your Facebook, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. What is it that sort of draws you into sort of boxing and MMA and, and sports like that? Well, I grew up in rugby, so I've always liked contact sports. Um, I've always been a, I'm, a, I'm a big guy so I've always liked to use that but at the heart of it I, I've always liked combat I've always liked the idea of fighting like I've always enjoyed martial arts based films and there was never anything that really sort of made sense sort of joined everything together as there is with like, well, when the UFC started I think they were one of the first to do it if not the first and it was just such a amazing thing that these guys were going in you would have one guy in a pair of pants and another guy in a full gi and it was just like it was like it was a film you were watching but it was real life now do you know what I mean so just the the fighting in general it just it's always it's always amazed me how you know one person versus another it's just I don't know it's special to me no, well that's that's interesting because you're always whilst you're whilst you're a big guy you're you're quite a quite a um Peaceful guy as well. So, does that does, does watching it sort of let that sort of aggression out in a sort of uh, in a sort of well, I guess a peaceful way. I think that's aye, that's definitely it. Um, I mean, I've always been able to defend myself, and, and that's like I've but I've more pleasure of talking myself out of a situation than having to to, to take it there. But it's it is yeah, it's purely. It's it's high level problem solving in, in in a fight. I don't really see it as just sheer violence. It's you. It's one brain versus another brain, if if you will, and and how 
how that turns out depends on how far one's willing to take it, which is why I like the competitive side of it. Um, yeah, of course you do see injuries and stuff like that, but I like how it's I like how it's regulated at the moment because there's just you know there's silly things you could do. You know what I mean? Cool, cool. That's that's actually a a really good analogy. Is high level problem solving rather than just violence. I think a lot of people think you just go in and the bit the biggest strongest angry no, person yeah. win every time. You get that with most fighters as well. If you actually watch. Any sort of documentary, if you watch like sort of the the Ultimate Fighter, there's obviously they're starting that again this year. Um, if you watch that, you you, you start to realise that these guys are from mainly working class backgrounds and, and or or even or even worse, even uh, impoverished backgrounds. But they're always nice. Well, not always. Sorry, you get the you get the odd occasion uh, where obviously you just get idiots that are just mental in real life as well. But I would say about seventy to eighty percent of fighters that I've seen anyway are actually quite um, peaceful in real life, you know? Cool, cool. And um, you were uh, you, you gave me some predictions last night. Now, I have to confess, yeah. I was at a friend's stag do last night, came in, thought I'd watch a bit of it, and uh, was woken up by the dog after falling asleep on the couch after about four minutes. So, yeah, I was um, on night as well, so I'm, I'm deaf. I, 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 I always, I actually realised the other night that I'd actually swapped a shift at work. Uh, by accident and then made myself work on the night so I managed to catch some highlights this morning uh, but yeah I was w- w- when it came to Makachev Volkanovski I did predict that Volkanovski would win but my head was kind of saying Makachev as well and uh, obviously it turned out Makachev got the, the decision but yeah. he admitted himself in the post-fight interview he admitted himself that that was a uh, his toughest fight yet, and I knew it would be. Yeah, and now, now correct me if I'm wrong. Was Makachev the defending champion, or was he? Was he? Yeah, he was the defending because Volkanovski's the featherweight champion, and Makachev's the uh, lightweight. I think, or I might get that. Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Volkanovski is still champion, but he's 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 went up a, uh, a weight to fight Makachev. There, the guy's five foot six, man. Eh, <laughs> Makachev's like five ten, I think. So oh. the whole the whole the whole pre fight. Uh, Islam was just basically saying, "I'm you're too small for me. I'm going to absolutely annihilate you," but he totally didn't. You know, I don't know. I would need to watch the whole fight, but um, and I don't think I'm the only one that thinks this right now. But I think it could have even actually been a draw. But you've gone for the champion, and you, they maybe look at championship rounds and stuff like that. So it's all too technical when you get into that. But well, the, the highlights I've watched, Volkanovski looked like he he was on fire. But then Makachev was as well, so you know I would need to watch the whole fight again. Then, yeah, yeah, and and what is it your sort of your favorite element of UFC because it, it mixes so many different styles. There's obviously there's boxing, kickboxing, mm-hmm. um, wrestling, um, and yeah. uh, then much more. What, what what's your your favorite element? Do you do you prefer watching guys where they're more strikers, or do you prefer? Well, I used to. Yeah, when I first got into it, I'm talking. I wasn't really that into it because I'm talking back in the days of like Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell and stuff like that. Like back then, I knew of these guys and I didn't, but I wasn't really as into it as I have been in the last, say, maybe 10 to 12 years. Uh, I've been really, really into it. But um, my favourite thing was watching people just punch fucking each other. Excuse me, I can't swear again, but I just love it. I, I love it when two strikers are just going for each other. 
nowadays that I've I've I've, I've actually looked into. I mean, I don't practice any martial arts myself. But now that I've actually started reading about it, and I've started watching, uh, there's a guy called Gordon Ryan. He's uh, he's like he's the best ju- he's the best jujitsu practitioner in the world. I don't even think that's an argument. Like uh, I think he's bypassed absolutely everybody, um, and he's really he's kind of done what Conor McGregor done for mixed martial arts. He's doing for jujitsu right now. It's becoming more and more popular for for guys like this. So I've now I understand what these guys are doing more. So it's become. I, I don't just enjoy the, the striking right now. The wrestling and the jiu-jitsu is just as entertaining now. When you actually look into what these guys are actually trying to do to each other, you know. Cool, cool. And um, in in terms of uh, jiu-jitsu, I, I get a bit mixed up with the styles. So I know there's there's wrestling, which is sort of the grappling. But what what, what is jiu-jitsu like in a style? Because that's I always get a bit. Well, I would, I would say they're all they're all they would all come under the umbrella of grappling, I suppose. But um, jujitsu wrestling is more about. It, it is hard to differentiate between the two. Um, I would say wrestling's more you're, you're trying to control the whole body, whereas uh, jujitsu might I, I might there might be people out there listening to this that's absolutely screaming at the screen right now or they're screaming at their phones or whatever they're listening to. I might be getting this totally wrong, but the way I see it is that jujitsu is more about say like an arm bar or a, or a like chokeholds and stuff like that, whereas wrestling's more about um, holding them in a position like you know your Greco-Roman wrestling. That's more about pinning somebody down rather than choking them out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That that sort of, that sort of makes sense, and um, and in terms of in terms of the the, the people you enjoy watching, um, who who's your sort of the most uh, the most exciting people to watch? And is there a particular weight class you tend to find is the most exciting to watch? Because I know some people would argue that so the heavyweights are maybe a bit more boring because they're slower or whatever. But yeah, that's that's been yeah. There definitely has historically anyway. There has been a couple of fights that have just. Stylistic people, uh, stylistically, people have clashed, and it's not been that entertaining. But I mean, when Brock Lesnar and that came in, he kind of there was big guys when he was about, like obviously Alistair Overeem, but guys like that. So I, I don't know. I kind of I would tend to go the sort of middleweight to lightweight. That's been my my main divisions in the past sort of five six years. That's been the most exciting anyway. Uh, John Jones is coming back this year so that's things are getting definitely more exciting in the light heavyweight I think he's actually moving up to heavyweight he's fighting Cyril Gann uh, later on this year I'm really looking forward to that fight because for me Jones is the best fighter ever like there's nobody that's done what he's done uh, inside the UFC anyway but pretty much all round he's, uh, he's the most well-rounded accomplished fighter out there Everyone goes on about Khabib and stuff like that, but I used, to me, he was just a boring fighter, man. Eh? I just didn't like the guy. Just that—that that was just all wrestling with that with him, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't watch it as avidly as you, but I've uh, I, there's a there's a Brazilian guy. He's got a bald head that I've, I've quite enjoyed watching. Pereira, I think. I think I don't. Pereira or Pereira, I think it's pronounced. Alex Pereira, the, the boy that's just uh, taking the belt off Adesanya. Yeah, he's um, that's prop, prop, that fight right there has been was was probably one of my favourite fights in the past couple of years. Anyway, 
because they have a history together. Um, because Adesanya's came in and he they call him the style bender. He's just again, he's like a carbon copy of well, he's like he's <laughs> he's like it's like John Jones and Anderson Silva had a child, and that's Adesanya, and he's been the most entertaining fighter for the past couple of years. Uh, that that Jones hasn't been that certain other people haven't been around. He's been the man. But then when the UFC signed Pereira, people started to realise when Adesanya was kickboxing, the only guy to beat him twice was Adesanya, was uh, Pereira. So when he came in, I just knew he was going to do it again. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, Adesanya looked brilliant in that fight and he was winning. But that's the power of, uh, what do they call him? Paul Atan, his nickname is, which means... Stone hands, so he's he's my he's one of my favorite fighters currently as well. Cool. And the other thing I've noticed with, with UFC, particularly more more so than than other sort of combat sports like boxing and things, is there's a lot of crossover in the sort of the world of professional wrestling. Do you have any take on why you think that is? Um, just it's easy money for these fighters. If I, I when you talk about I, I, just a wrestler coming over. The only guy I seen that really done it properly was Lesnar. He came over and he, you know, he did sort of, he did make a different, uh, sorry, make an impact. But when you look at the likes of CM Punk coming over, that guy didn't obviously didn't have a clue what he was getting in there because he got embarrassed. Like he got really embarrassed. I think it was like 15, 16 seconds he lasted inside. But um, when it comes to like Cain Velasquez, has gone over to the WWE and he's done stuff. I think it's just all about the entertainment side of it. You're you're talking, I mean, the way I see professional wrestling, they're, they're, it's like a soap with stuntmen. So yeah. these guys that are retiring and they don't, you know, if they if they know that they can still take a bit of a hiding, but it's fake, they're still going to get a bit of, maybe a better paycheck actually than you. So, so I think it's just the, the attractiveness for them is they're still in the fight game a wee bit. They still like to act like tough guys, if you know what I mean. But they don't actually have to take proper knocks. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. And then just um, you're also you're also a boxing guy. Um, I remember when we were down in um, Leeds for the the music gig, uh, talking quite a lot about boxing. Uh-huh. Um, so um, is what do you actually prefer? Do you prefer boxing or or MMA? No, no, no. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've got a bit of a love hate affair with boxing because it's just full of mouths at the moment, man. Like, I mean, Tyson Fury will go down as the best heavyweight boxer of all time. And I do, I've got a lot of time for that guy. I like that guy's story. But everywhere else, man, it's people calling out people and then fights never getting signed. And that's why Jake Paul, that's why he's making such a, an impact in that sport is because it's boring as fuck right now. Do you know what I mean? And Joshua pulling out every every two minutes of, of all these fights. It's just, it, it, it's been, it, it, like I said, I have a love-hate affair. I love watching the big fights, but, um, like, there's, I'm excited for, uh, what is it, Javonta Davis, Ryan Garcia, I'm excited for that. That's the first time I've been excited for anything outside of the sort of heavyweights in the past couple of years, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I think there's too many, there's too many companies, too many different belts. The, the, you know, a company like the UFC would need to come in and sort it pro- out and have everything under one belt. And then you would have much more, com- you would have a much more competitive uh, element of it instead of walking about with 12 different belts and everything, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's actually interesting you mentioned Jake Paul. Um, because I was gonna I was gonna bring sort of Jake Paul up and I know there's a lot of NFLers that are on undercards now fighting with other ex NFLers and stuff like that. Do you think right. that it's starting to it's almost become celebrity boxing at times rather than actual athletes boxing? Uh well listen, I, I think I get it as well because I mean, there's there's sort of white collar events and stuff like that, charity events that I myself have been interested in getting involved in. And I'm 38 now, so mm-hmm. I what I think if you, if the only thing that stopped me is that I've not had a, a particular, I'm not particularly fit at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think what's attracting these guys is they're they're maybe getting to the end of their their NFL careers, their 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 their, their, their uh, sort of their. I'm trying to think of the word. Their star power is is fading in that respect. So they kind of they're looking at this YouTube boxing, which is making a hell of a lot of money. Say what you want about Jake Paul, I don't particularly like the guy, but he makes a lot of money from 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 promoting himself, and that's what these guys can see as well. And think, right, I might be going to be able to beat that guy. If I don't, I'm going to walk away with a great paycheck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, as well. What's the what's the ex New Zealand rugby player that was that was he's started getting into this as well. Uh, Sonny Bill Williams, actually. Sonny Bill, that's it. Aye, aye. He's, he's making an impact as well. Like, Yeah, he, he actually held the New Zealand heavyweight championship whilst he was playing for the All Blacks. Um, and oh a special uh, special deal in his contract with, with the, the All Blacks that he was allowed to fight what, once <laughs> or twice a year or something. Because he's such an athlete, they just gave him it, of course. Oh, he's a hard bastard as well. I've seen him on the pitch and that as well. Again, I've I've, I've watched all the internationals and that, but I've kind of faded away from rugby a bit since uh, since school. Anyway, I was banging into rugby at school, like, but don't get me wrong. I certainly enjoyed last Saturday. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, yeah, uh, I, I, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, because Jake Paul obviously is a bit of mouth. I think Logan Paul is kind of similar, but he's now kind of applying his trade in WWE and. Um, by the way, <laughs> I don't watch wrestling anymore, but he obviously he goes viral, so you can't help seeing his videos. He is phenomenal over there. He he really is. And I I was listening to uh, Triple H talking and Roman Reigns on on two different interviews, and they're like, we've never seen anybody that has picked up this this game as quickly as him. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. I don't know if you saw the spot in Royal Rumble where he. I did. I did. Two of them jumped to each other from opposite sides of the ring, which was pretty incredible. Um, Do you know what I mean? That takes years for some people to get to that level, and he's doing it. I mean, yeah, he's got a wrestling background, but he wasn't jumping on ropes and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of boxing, to be honest with you, it's you're talking about it's become a bit boring and stuff. The only fight that I know of that's coming up, and normally you see a lot of fights advertised, is, is Jake Paul against, um, is it is it Tommy? Um, Tommy yeah. Fury. I'm looking forward to that because Tommy Fury is I'd say it's 50-50 like I really would I don't think anybody's got uh, I think they've both got an equal chance I think Jake Paul is exactly the same level as Tommy Fury when it comes to boxing and there might be people again shouting down whatever they're listening on but I'm talking facts man and we'll see it after this we'll see what happens there yeah, yeah. And is it, would this be the first time that, that um, Jake Paul's fought an actual boxer? Yes, I will say that. I will. I was definitely surprised at the time on Woodley knockout. 
I was, wasn't surprised with Ben Askren because he's not a great striker anyway. But I was very surprised at Tyrone Woodley and I was very even more surprised that he knocked out Anderson Silva. You can say what you want about Anderson Silva's age. You can say what you want. But the guy is a high-level fighter. And that takes some skill to be able to knock him out. I don't care what, what, what you can have any argument under the sun. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I don't even entertain the the whole. Oh, you might have taken a dive. I just. I'm. I'm sorry. I, I refuse to believe that when it comes to Anderson Silva. No, I mean a lot of these guys have got such respect for the the sport that they, mm. you know, that made them made them famous. That they're. Yeah. I think the idea of taking a dive probably makes them nauseous, uh, to yeah. say the least. Um. Yeah, because it was. Uh, do you think? Do you think it's the other thing I was going to ask you about this sort of. Um, Logan Paul and Ty and Jake Paul and all, and all all that sort of thing in boxing becoming kind of a popular thing. Do you think it was the Conor McGregor uh, Mayweather fight that kind of opened the door for all these sort of cross promotional boxing matches? I think I uh, uh, and I think that's why I uh, I definitely think that yeah I think that's why as much as he's um, maybe not been great in the cage the past couple of fights. I think that's why overall you need to still look at Conor McGregor as very important for that sport. I mean, I mean, he, 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 there's millions of people drawn to that, drawn to uh, watching mixed martial arts because of him, and the ripple down, the trickle down effect of that, and then him doing that with, with the, like you're saying with the Mayweather, I think that has hundred percent had an effect on uh, celebrity boxing. Cool, cool. And um, what are you looking forward to coming up in in uh, in, in the world of combat sports? What's what's the the sort of dates you've got targeted? Oh, I don't know about dates actually. <laughs> That's the only thing I've not written down. I've got wee notes and everything here. I'm looking forward to definitely uh, John Jones, Cyril Gant. I've been looking. I've been waiting for John Jones to come back for a while. He's so entertaining in the octagon. I mean, look back at his fights against uh, Alexander Gustafsson, Daryl Daniel Cormier. Uh, I think he fought Gustafsson twice, actually. And just the, 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 their masterclasses on why the sport is, is so entertaining. Like, um, I'm trying to think who else. My mind's gone blank now. I knew this would happen. <laughs> so I did put you on the spot a little bit by asking what well, uh, I think, oh, yeah. Well, what I'm ultimately looking I'm, I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. I don't even hide the fact. Eh? People people take, work, take the piss at me for it in the front. I don't care. The guy's amazing. He's, he's done a lot for the sport. So... He's him and Michael Chandler are doing the Ultimate Fighter, so they're going to be captains of that. And uh, well, what you what what should happen at the end of that is they two will fight then. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. The only problem is McGregor's not entered the USADA testing pool yet. You need to do that for six months before you can fight. So I don't know what's going on with that. I think we'll probably see that in the next few days that he's entered back into it. Like. So, so but, um, what's the I'm testing? Was that for making sure there's no drugs involved? Yeah, yeah, you need to be six months. You need to be in the pool for six months. How many times you you need to get tested? Now, I think you need to get tested at least once, obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. We'll just need to wait and see. I'm looking forward to my favorite, one of my favorite female fighters, Valentina Shevchenko. She's coming up with a title defence soon. I think it'll be the next event, actually, which should be the next month or two. I had a whole heap of fights, man, eh? and I've totally lost them. <laughs> <laughs> um, is she is she in the same weight category as Nunes? Because that's... I, mean, I think she's a weight below Nunes. 
Yeah, yeah. she's away for loneliness, who's probably one of my favourites as well. Again, doing great for the female sport, doing really great for it. Um, actually, some of my favourite fights have actually been involving women. I watched uh, the Chinese girl, Wang Jaili, uh versus Joanna. I'm going to murder this name. Joanna Zedrelek, I think her name is. That's one of the most entertaining fights ever. If if you if your viewers can uh, look it up, if you look at the state of Joanna Zedrelek after it, it's it, it's actually quite scary. I'm not going to lie. So if your if your nurses don't look it up, but if you're curious, please do because it's one of the most brutal fights I've ever seen. The period, not just a female fight. It's one of the most brutal fights you'll ever watch. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh... Folks, um, you might need to try and check the spelling as well, but it's, it sounds like... Yeah, it, it's, like, it's, like if you type in uh, Wang Jaili, is easy. If you type in Wang Jaili, it's Z-H-E-I-L-I versus Joanna, and then it'll come up with her surname. Yeah. It's pronounced Zedrelek, but it starts with a J, so I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's... I mean, that's... It's, it's, it's good to chat about uh, different things. I mean, I... I um, watch as I say occasionally will catch UFC I think what tends to, to get throw me off is that it finishes at like 7 in the morning sometimes UK time because it's the card's massive normally if it's a, if it's a that's why I usually try and do it like, if I'm going on a night out I'll try and just like right I'm away here <laughs> early to watch that I only came out so that I stayed up because <laughs> I'm an old an old bugger now and uh, I fall asleep easy yeah. yeah, but I, I think um, there's going to be, I think with, with the likes of Paddy Pimblett and stuff like that, and uh, you've got Arnold Allen, he's an English lad as well. I think you're going to see a lot more events that are going to be more uh, UK friendly. They're definitely trying to work more in Europe, and well, they had UFC London and that. Um, so you've got Leon Edwards coming back. I think that'll, I think that next one will be in America actually, but. That's possibly one of the greatest comebacks you'll ever see in mixed martial arts is Leon Edwards losing every round. Not totally like getting battered, but definitely losing. And it's one of those ones where you watch it and you watch him training before it and he's trained this exact move and it's just a head kick and it's just, it's beautiful. You should go and watch that one as well, folks, if you don't. It's, for me, it's the most entertaining sport. It was it, it never It never stopped during lockdown. It's, for me, it's just the most entertaining at the moment. Do you think that one of the one of the reasons that sports like boxing and, and, and MMA and things are so entertaining is because unlike maybe football or or we were talking about the you know the rugby yesterday when, when Scotland beat Wales, there comes a time in the game where it's almost like, well, even if this other team scores, they're not going to win. Um whereas in, in yeah. MMA you could kick someone in the head after losing, as you say, every round and you know what, man, that's that's exactly a, that's a great point. That is, uh, that's exactly what it's all about. You could be getting completely battered and you, you one thing happens and the, if the opponent lets his guard down one time, that's it. Well, as Leon Edwards said himself, was it head kick, boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned Paddy, uh, is it Paddy Pimblet? Pimblet, yeah. yeah. I think I know him as Paddy the Baddy, but... Uh... <laughs> um, he he obviously came out recently and after one of his friends had, had uh, taken his own life and and spoke right. out of mental health. Do you think do you think the UFC has quite a lot of role models in it and things like that? Because I mean that's quite a, a powerful I think thing, like a hard think guy to see. I think we we do. I think um, 
I, I don't think we live in a particularly sort of bad society for men at the moment, but I think things are getting better. But guys that are out fighting in that, they do have something because as a guy yourself, you'll know that there definitely is a meathead mentality out there. But if you actually look at these fighters on first appearance, you would think, well, I mean, look at Alexander Volkanovsky. He looks like an absolute meathead. But you hear the guy talking and he's completely the opposite. Um, so these guys have got an opportunity to show you that it's okay to be tough, but it's also okay not to be. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think they've got some of them have got a huge opportunity. And uh, Conor McGregor's kind of messing his side of that up. He had a great position to start doing that, but not a lot of people are going to listen to somebody like that anymore. So I think more. I think Paddy's more relatable. Um, the guys, I think, I think, I'm not sure he might be teetotal. I think, but he, uh, he, I think he's definitely more relatable because he's a tough guy. But he's not covered. He doesn't have to be covered in tattoos and stuff like that as well. You know. He's, uh, he's 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 different as well, which is that's what I like about him. Cool, cool. Um, and I, I had a question in my head, and it kind of slipped away there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll maybe come back to me in in a minute or two. Um, oh, that was the other thing I was going to say. You know, um, the other thing I found about UFC when I first watched it, sort of, uh, the 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 rounds are obviously quite long, and there's mm-hmm. less of them obviously because they're, they're longer. Um, yeah. you, do you think that um, with the UFC and the style it is that they need the longer rounds because otherwise you can't get into it because there's a lot more sort of grappling and tactics than maybe boxing where it's just throwing punches? Yeah, I think that's a that's a big that's a big uh, bit of it because especially with the ground game, obviously with striking it, it, it's just the same as boxing, but with your ground game you need that time to sort of. Wear down your opponent, and that's why cardio is uh, very important. Um, as we, as Conor McGregor learned the hard way, um, as various other people have learned the hard way recently, that there's fighters out there that will do certain things, and they'll they'll be on the defensive for the first couple of rounds, and you'll gas out, and then they'll they'll, they'll strike. And uh, yeah, so that plays a big part in it, you know. Cool, cool. I remember what the question was now because it was nonsense. That's why it went out of my head. If you were a UFC fighter um, or a boxer, what would be your entrance theme? And uh, describe, talk us through what your trunks would look like. First of all, this is not a silly question. I think about this all the time. <laughs> uh, I've thought about this loads, man. I get, I'm in different moods at different times. Uh, recently, I thought it was going to be Turn the Page by uh, The Streets. You know, the intro to Original Pirate Material. Yeah. But then, uh, ultimately, I would probably start off. This is what I think I've, I've thought about this in detail. So it would start off the theme tune to um, "Last of the Mohicans." Do you know that? It's called "The Kiss" by Trevor Jones or "The Gale" by what's his name, Dougie McLean. It's kind of the same tune. So that would start off like that, and it would burst into some sort of hip hop tune by the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it would be just black, man. Just black, black and black and gold. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> just and that and I went out of my head because it wasn't kind of that question. Just to kind of to get your gauge on whether you you thought about your you you know your uh, your entrance theme tune and stuff. What what style do you reckon you would be in the in the UFC? Oh, I would just be a brawler. I would just I I'd come out shooting every time, man. I don't have any sort of skill set that I've practiced at all. 
I wouldn't try anything. I would just know. I would just stick with what I know and just throw my hands. <laughs> Fair enough. And we've obviously talked a good bit about M&A, a little bit about boxing. Is, is there any other sort of combat sports that you, you, you follow that well, the, maybe the, you should be aware of? Yeah, the jiu-jitsu. The, I would definitely highly recommend if you want to start to understand more about the the ground, the grappling game uh, side of MMA, then I would definitely recommend, look up a guy called uh, Gordon Ryan. Look at his last few championship matches against other guys. I can't remember. The, there's a... Japanese guy, I think he's Japanese or something, uh, that, that he fought against recently. And they're both extremely high-level fighters, but it's all grappling. Uh, and recently, you've been, there is, you can do open-hand strikes now in jiu-jitsu. So there's, that's changed. So it's, it's getting more exciting. They're actually trying to find ways to make it more exciting for us. So just type in Gordon Ryan jiu-jitsu and, on YouTube and you can watch his videos and see people talking about it and if you get somebody I like Joe Rogan right I have to I, was, I promised myself I wasn't going to say that guy's name on this podcast because people will rip me if they're listening but I do he I think he's done a lot for the sport as well because he admits that he's a bit of a dummy as well and he explains it better than some people that are a bit, maybe a bit more technical do you know what I mean yeah. so if you look recently for example if uh, like, like he does what something called a fight companion so he's him and a few other comedians just get together and uh, watch the fights. So they've watched last night and recorded it. So that'll come out as an episode like today or something. Um, so he does. He he's very good when he when you're watching it. If you watch along with him, then you get a better, I just a, a a more layman sort of literal explanation of it rather than something too technical that you don't understand. That's why I like it. <laughs> That's good, everyone. Go off and listen to another podcast after this one. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> he's only the biggest fucking podcast in the world, man. No, uh, he's not. No, everyone I, knows I, that. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just being facetious. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, right, and uh, I guess just to, just to kind of finish off, if you, you, you could pick your ultimate um, MMA card uh, with maybe three fights. What 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 three would would you put together? What would what would be your card? Are we talking historical or current fighters? Well, why don't we make it that it can be any fighters at any time period, but they're in their prime. So, like you know, in their prime. Well, yeah. it's got to be Khabib versus Saint Pierre. I'd love to have seen that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's always been talked about. I don't think it'll ever happen now because Khabib swore he would never fight after his dad died, so that's not going to happen. But that would be probably one I definitely want to see. Um, I Brock Lesnar should have fought Daniel Cormier. I think we would have seen a very big man be absolutely battered by a very small man. <laughs> that would have been very entertaining. Cormier was—he was always like he was the very epitome of the meme. But you would see a fat guy and he was like, you just don't believe that he's one of the hardest men in the world there. He's always got a big stupid smile on his face too. Uh, so yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, I would have loved to have seen Kimbo Slice fight more in the UFC. Just just have a better career. Because that guy was a bit older when he got in. He had so many street fights. He, he was one of the biggest wastes of talent I've ever seen in my life. That was a bit of a shame. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Um, yeah, that would be. They would be my top ones anyway. Cool, cool. Um, 
Now, uh, thanks so much for for your time, you and coming. Oh, I hope I'm, honestly, I hope I'm listenable. That's all. I hope I've not wasted people's time. <laughs> I, I mean, I might have to give them a, a swear warning at the start, but it's... <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. As long as you've not got one of those blue banners about something that I'm not going to mention. No. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So we'll get the um. We'll get we'll get this out, but is there anyone you want to give a shout out to, and then you can kind of bully them into listening? Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my wife Eve and my daughter Alexis, <laughs> and my son Eva. So they all have to listen now because obviously there was a surprise at the end. <laughs> brilliant, but brilliant. maybe maybe I don't know if the boys at work will listen if I tell them about it because I talk a lot at work, so they're probably fed up with me already. But um, they're probably going to try and take the piss out of me. So, yeah, I'll not swear anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, you know, that It's been great to chat to you about this. Um, it's uh, something that sort of, you know, it's not the top sport I watch, but it is, it is interesting. It's interesting to hear from, like, a, a, someone who's really into it rather than, you know, just... Well, listen, I'm just an amateur fan. I may have said some things in this that were just, like, totally... But that's just the way... That's the way I feel about the sport, anyway. Yeah, well, that, that's what we want to hear from from fans that that you know, hear too many highbrow sort of commentators on things. So we just want to hear <laughs> from a real fan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, thanks so much, and uh, and uh, we look forward to look forward to editing this and get it get it out this week. Good man, good man. Just uh, yeah, put a filter on my voice, maybe you know, may annoy people. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man. Cheers. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. I hope you enjoyed uh, that podcast. Chatting to Ewan, he's obviously um, a, a fan of these things. Um, he's a self-professed non-expert of it, but it's good to hear from real fans rather than just hearing loads of coach speak and stuff. So thanks to Ewan for his time this morning um, and recording the podcast. Um, and I want to talk to you um, again about the uh, David Hill um Memorial um, game of rugby. Um, as uh, I previously mentioned on the last podcast, David Hill died suddenly without warning whilst playing for the Scottish parliamentary team in Dublin on the 19th of March 2022. Um, there will now be a game on the 11th of March um, in his honour, which will take place at Peffer Mill on the all-weather pitch. Uh, entry is free, um, but they'll be doing a collection for CRY, which is the cardiac risk in the young uh, charity, uh, to raise awareness of um, sudden cardiac death in under 35s. Um, you can give to this. Um, there is a link I uh, posted previously in the bio and I'll post again. Um, please, um, if you can give anything, that would be great. I appreciate this. It's now twice now I've asked you to part with your cash, um, and I do apologise for that. But um, it is a really good cause. And if you can spend anything, please do so. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you listening. Have a great rest of the week. Cheers.